Ding dong, who's there? It's the podcast. About what? Astrology. That's interesting. It's me, Chris Farron. It's me, Jess Abbott. Welcome to podcast. Before we even tell you a single thing, before we give you even a little drop, a little pre-drop of content, please rate and review us. Five stars, right? Yep, five stars, baby. Yeah. Give us a review, type some shit out, and we may read it in an episode. Um, we're going to read one today. Chris, go for it. Hit it. This is from Danielle Sss. Danielle Sss. Danielle Sss. Danielle Sss. A rare podcast that feels fully formed and very funny off the bat. Chris's birthday is the day before mine. Our sun and moon signs are the same, and we have similar attitudes towards astrology. Therefore, it's a vicarious thrill to hear Jess's wonderfully researched explanations and expert opinions. Thank you. I really do research. I spend a lot of, I read entire books sometimes between these tapings of like just dense, I'm just in a panic trying to finish a whole fucking book and take notes on it. Thank you for appreciating me. Oh, great. And now I am deleting the podcast app again. (laughs) (laughs) And it's gone. Okay, cool. Because Chris uses Stitcher. Yeah, it's not like I don't listen to podcasts. Believe me, I'm freaking H for this stuff. How do you delete it? Now I can't delete it. <gasps> I'm trapped. Oh, wait. Yes, I can. Well, well no, you've I got can't. it there, Chris. Rate and review us. Oh, I did it. I already did. I rated us five stars. <gasps> did you? Yeah. Oh, my God. Isn't that so nice? I'm so It's always nice to meet a fan. <laughs> Write into us at our website, astroblasting.com, or our email, astroblasting at gmail.com. Write into us with your advice questions and let us help you. Help us help you. These questions can be about astrology, they can be about your life, they can be questions for us, anything you want to write in, as long as there's a question mark somewhere in there. You can also follow us on Instagram and Twitter at astroblasting on both of them. And also this is a fun, friendly reminder that we have a Libra playlist up that Jenny and I created and it was released in our episode last week. It's and on I was banned from I'm banned from making the the playlist no, now. I'm Girl, they said I can't I'm not allowed to be involved in the playlists anymore because I Chris, my taste are, in music is too eclectic. You were on tour for the last taping and Jenny stepped in and she had to just take the reins All for right. the playlist. You're at Girls Night. If the, I did put music for the Libra playlist, it would be different parts of different audiobooks. Like because what? Libra kind of sounds like library. No, Virgo. Virgo is bookish. Libra is yeah, not. but Libra kind of sounds like library. Library, yeah, and book in Spanish. You got to get those close those that. sign symbols in your brain because Libra is the scales. Oh, it's about balance, justice. Yes, justice, balance, keeping the peace. All right, so then I my songs. If I had done anything, it would have been. A twenty-minute remix of a song by that the dance punk group Justice. I don't know that one. Well, they're. Oh wait, funky. were they like in the same era as like MGMT and Passion Pit and stuff? Yeah, maybe, but they're a little funkier than that, even. Oh, if okay. you can believe it. All right, twenty minutes. Wow. All right. Yep, but the world will never know. You can get the playlist on Spotify or Apple Music or on our website under Astro Jams. It'll be up until the next season, the next astrological season. All right, we've got an advice marathon for you today, people. 
We've got some questions we're going to answer. Who wants to go first? Get her done. I'll go first. Nicola asks, I was born nearly eight weeks early. Do you think this could have had an effect on my star sign that I was supposed to be born under? Or do you think this might have to do with my mother's sign? Maybe it's like referring to you. Referring to your moon episode, or I'm just a true Aquarius. Yeah, I mean, sure, you were intended to be born eight weeks later than you were, but you weren't. The thing about astrology is it's supposed to be when you were born and taking your first breaths. It's not about when you were supposed to be born because it's just kind of history was rewritten when you popped out eight weeks early and that changed what your chart was. So the chart that your first breath was taken under is is your chart. So yeah, that makes you a true Aquarius. I guess that's all I really have to say about that. I think that pretty much covers it, right? That does. It just made me think about, so when you, I've never really thought about how when you're a baby, you're not breathing in there. And then you pop out and then you're breathing. Yeah. What are you doing in there? I don't want to know. How do you breathe? How do you not be suffocating? I don't. Jenny, you went to college. Do you know? (laughs) I don't know. Jenny, you you were a baby in a womb. What did you do in there? Yeah, you remember? She she's got AirPods in again. She's not she's fucking listening. listening. To a <laughs> podcast. Know what I was doing in the womb and what I was. Well, Jenny, we can't forgive you for this. <laughs> oh, she doesn't know. Wow. Question number two. Aren't you still just like breathing, sort of like the liquid of your mother's womb or whatever? Ew, <laughs> Jenny, please. Breathing this, the liquid. Kids listen to this podcast. Wait, wait, wait. breathing. Breathing the-, the goo of your mother's <laughs> womb. Is that what you said? The amniotic fluid. Also, Chris, oh, even grosser. This should come as no surprise to you, a man who's married to a woman who has the same sign as his mother. All right, that is actually not true, and that's fake. Okay. And that, and that, any pictures of, of that is deep fake. Jenny just stole my mic for the first time yet. It took 13 episodes for her to grab this mic, and she said, what was it? A- embryonic fluids? She said fluids? you're breathing in the goo of your embryonic <laughs> mother's fluid. Amni- amniotic fluids. Sucking it, slurping it down. She just she took the mic and she smashed us in the face with her college degree and her disgusting rhetoric on babies. Oh, she said you're slurping the goo from oh your mother's God. womb with a with a with a silly with, straw. With a straw that you bought that's reusable that it folds up. <laughs> Why is this happening? Jenny. Yo. You're great. And I love you. Question number two. Scout writes in, I'm not super into astrology, but I've noticed that my chart might apply to my frustrations with my own emotions. I have a Virgo sun and Pisces moon. I'm extremely empathetic and sometimes angry that I take on everyone's feelings. I usually have a hard time separating others' feelings from my own. I also never cry when I'm sad. How do I nurture my moon? Scout. Christy, why do they take the reins on this? Oh, of course. Well, let me see what you say, and then I will let you know if it was exactly what I was thinking. Great, great. Virgo and Pisces are your two biggest placements in your chart, and they're opposite on the astrological wheel. Yeah. So they have very different energies, which is why you're feeling conflicted with what you truly want and how you feel like you're instinctively responding to others around you and their emotions and feelings. The thing about opposites on the astrological wheel is that imagine two things at the opposite end of a spectrum. They're very different. 
but it's the same spectrum. They're not apples and oranges, we'll say. They're on kind of like the same tree, but at opposite ends of it. So you can also draw similarities between the two. So if you want to look at this astrologically, I would say look into, do a deep read on Pisces and on Virgo and then find where they can line up and see if you can use those descriptions to find a happy balance for yourself that allows you, allows your Pisces moon to be there for other people and nurture them, but also allows you your own boundaries and personal respect without without feeling like you need to participate in everyone else's feelings. Um, on a non-astrological note, Virgo is a sign that it doesn't necessarily never cry, but it wouldn't be their instinct. Um, Virgo may burst into tears when they feel that the exact outline they have for their life, their daily routines, their rituals, what they see for their daily life is suddenly destroyed and or under like extreme change, then they might um, be upset or, or prone to crying or if they, if they feel like they're not being seen or appreciated and feeling special, then they might cry. But overall, Virgo's a pretty dry sign. Um, I also have a Pisces moon with a Gemini sun that is ruled by Mercury, just like Virgo is. I also... And it used to never cry. I only just started kind of like allowing myself to cry more this year. And it really has kind of changed me, I think. Um, I'm a little bitch. Yeah, I'm a little bitch baby. <laughs> <laughs> so trying to, I mean, the, the best thing you can do is really just live your life and do what feels right. I think listening to yourself is important. That's something that can be really hard to do, though, when you have something like a Pisces moon. When you have empathy for other people and you want to be there for people, it's hard to really listen to what, what you're heart and your brain your brain are telling you so just draw boundaries for yourself i guess too long didn't read draw boundaries for yourself it might be hard but meditate on it try it out it's going to be a slow process but trying to stay within those boundaries will help you feel more balanced in your life that's exactly what i was going to say word Word word. for word everything you just said (laughs) all right next question jonah writes in my bf boyfriend probably, just moved away to be closer to his family, and I've got like zero clue on how to make LDRs work and be healthy. LDR. Long, Lana Del Rey? <laughs> Little Dicky Rod? Lips? Dicks? And Red Rockets. That must Ooh. be what that means. Weird. Uh... Anything you've got is super appreciated. Long-distance relationships. Yeah, people have trouble with long-distance relationships, huh? Most of mine have been long-distance, but it always worked in reverse, where we started apart and then moved to the same place. So I don't know. I don't have any experience with someone moving away. I don't know how I would handle that. Yeah, I've always... I've For as long as I've been with my wife, Cassie, please come home. Um, I... uh, I've been like a full-time touring musician. So right. I've we've always in some way had a long-distance relationship. And it was only, it was more of a challenge trying to figure out like in the times when I've like uh, not gone on tour for like long stretches of time. Those were like the, not hard, but those were the times that were like, oh, we have to figure out like how this works. You like know? what it's like being together? Yeah, kind of. Interesting. Yeah, not that it was like bad or or hard. It was just like that was the that was more the adjustment for, in my life. Yeah, you know, I, I've never had to make an adjustment to like not being in the same place. Yeah, but wow. I will say the older I get, and I'm actually very young, 
but I am aging. Um, the older I get, the harder it is for me to leave. I mean, I still leave, <laughs> but it's it's like I, I can like feel it in my like chest more. Mm. Like I like feel like I really like miss being at home with her. Well, astrologically, you have so much Capricorn. Your your big three is so Capricorn heavy that for you, leaving town to work is something that's really valuable and important to you. It's a value in your life. True. And for Cassie, who's an Aquarius sun and an Aquarius rising, um, needs space and freedom yeah. to kind of like be her. So I, I guess that that really works for you guys. Yeah, yeah. We, def- we definitely like appreciate and value our time like apart, like mm-hmm. to ourselves, you know? So it's kind of like the upset of your routine that makes it difficult for you to come back together. Yeah, yeah. Um. Well, okay. So to kind of, I mean, I get, I get upset when Jenny leaves town for a week. I like am such a little baby about it. I'm like, Jenny, I can't believe you left me. And I like say it as a joke, but I'm also just like curled up in bed, just like mad. Wait, who's Jenny? <laughs> I don't know. Roo- She's had wait, headphones on for so long. Jenny, your roommate? Yeah. <laughs> Okay, that's weird. Um, you guys are just friends. I think that you, Jonah, and your boyfriend need to figure out... You should always try. You know, I mean, you're doing it now, but just take it one day at a time and then maybe like a week at a time and a month at a time. You'll know if it feels like your relationship feels right continuing to try to do it like this. And if it doesn't... I have a friend, actually, you know, this is a good thing. A really good friend of mine I grew up with and we were roommates for forever after as adults. Like he he has been in and out of or was in and out of a relationship with his like college sweetheart for forever. Um, and they eventually ended up just, they only broke up because they moved to different cities. They decided to not have a long distance relationship, but they just like could never figure it out with other people because they were always thinking about each other. And eventually they were like, fuck it. We need to just do a long distance relationship. And it really works for them. They've been dating now for years, like maybe three since they got back together. And they've lived in different cities the entire time and they love it. They have tried out kind of like opening up the relationship and some parts of that weren't comfortable. So they like closed it back in and they make trips to see each other and they go take trips with each other's each other's families. They like allow each other the space to deal with it with the long distance in a way that makes them individually comfortable. So I think like just you got to figure out what works for both of you if you're going to make it work. Yeah, and there's going to be like missteps and it's going to be kind of awkward and clunky at first probably. But Yeah, just... there's no way it's a huge change like that is going to be smooth and easy. It wouldn't be for anyone, I don't think. Yeah, so just kind of, you know, try try a bunch of stuff out like in terms of communicating and just see kind of what feels right. Yeah, time will tell how it goes. I think also if it doesn't go well you know you've it'll be a learning experience you'll probably both learn a lot about yourselves and grow from it and maybe it's something that works out for you guys later on there's always hope there's always the future ahead of you and there's always hope great question four trevor writes once you know a lot about astrology does it pretty much influence all your interactions and first impressions with people do you always see them through that lens and how do you cope with that no, I, do, I don't always see people through that because that would require me to ask. You know, when I'm meeting someone, I don't always know what their I usually don't know what their sign is. And it would look crazy if that was the first thing I asked someone. 
Um, sometimes, yeah, I do ask, but usually just when something like personal comes up, like if someone's opening up to me about something about themselves, I'm like, and it doesn't feel like bad timing. I'll be like, do you like astrology at all? Can I ask what your sign is? And you just have to do it kind of like slowly and respectfully. But when I, if I do hit a point where I know someone's sign, sure, I like think about it more as kind of like a personal, like internal experiment for myself where I'm like, I wonder if I picked up on that energy and like I'm just meeting them so I wonder like what they read to me as and if their rising sign will line up I just let it happen naturally and I try not to think about it too much you gotta just like have fun with it have fun with it but like don't act like a meme about astrology don't be like screaming in and being like that's what I thought or like that makes sense blah 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 just like if you want to if you want to find out someone's sign and then apply what you know to it for yourself or engage with them on it. That's great and fun. But then in your private time. Pop on that lens, baby. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> great. Okay, next question. Sean, who is, of course, a Leo sun, Gemini moon, and Capricorn rising, says, I feel constantly pulled between bursts of creative productivity and lulls where I need to rest, but feel as though I am simultaneously doing too much and not enough. How can I find balance in my work and creative life? Sean, you're preaching to the choir or whatever. I have feel like that all the time. That's how I feel, Sean. You know, I read something interest, interesting in a book recently that, that, was, that was like, it said that in... It, did I already, if I already said this in the Mercury episode, stop it's me before happen. I get too it's deep. It's going to happen to us no matter what. I read in this book that pre-19th century, the phrase, I'm too busy, was never a part of popular language. It wasn't, it wasn't like a phrase that was common. Yeah. It's only with the age of information that the phrase, I'm too busy, started to happen. Ooh. Which, I mean, I say it every fucking day. It's like a pressure that was applied to us societally. I, I don't know why. I mean, with the age of information, so, like the entire shape of society has changed, I feel. Damn. Freaking Banksy over here. Oh, fuck. It's true, no. though. You're right. Do you ever feel like this? Do you feel? Oh, yeah. Cold? I'm just like, I feel like I can't. I don't have the time to stop doing things because I might fall behind. And then when I find, like, sometimes I, it's just so crippling that I am like, okay, I need to not do anything for an hour. Or, like, I know I need to work and I can't stop for an hour, but then I do because I'm, like, paralyzed. And yeah. I just, like, lay around and do nothing. And then I feel guilty. Oh, my God, the guilt. I always feel guilty. Even mm -hmm. when I'm working. I'm yeah. like, I think I'm not working effectively enough even when I'm working. And then, like, it, at my most anxious, I will be, like, too anxious to work essentially even though i have so much to do because i think i will like do it so wrong that it, it will be like a waste of time <laughs> to yeah, work totally so yeah i mean i you know it is hard to find like a balance for that but it's kind of the same thing we just told old uh, jonah is that it's about figuring it out and like making awkward mistakes and trying different methodology and different things that can make you focus and maybe make your brain work better. I like to meditate. That seems pretty helpful to me. I like to kind of set routines mm -hmm. for creative work. That is pretty helpful to me. I like to, when I'm like making a record, I like to put myself on kind of a schedule 
to write every day, whether I feel like inspired or not, because I just think it's uh, worth doing to to exercise the the muscle in your mind, you know? Yeah, I started i I downloaded this app a Podcast couple app? weeks ago. <laughs> it's called Week Agenda, and it's like it basically all it does is import your calendar, but it's like you can flip through the pages like this, like a little, it looks like an old, like, like an old school planner. You flip through pages and just kind of like write down things you need to do that day, like an agenda book. And, um, I just imported like my personal calendar into it. None of my like work stuff. And every day I make sure when I wake up in the morning, I look at it and I add notes in it throughout the day that are just like personal goals, like whether it's work or non-work related, just things that that way I'm making sure I'm fitting all the things in that I want to do, but also making sure that I have days where I'm breathing. So yeah, maybe doing something like that, um, that's always my go-to, I guess, is organization. And if that's not your style, then it might be as simple as just like taking a breath and remembering. And this is super hard, I think, in the age of information for us to remember. Take a deep breath and remember that like it's not the end of the world. You could completely drop the ball on everything in your life for 24 hours and like you life would carry on the next day it's hard to see it in the moment but it's good for your body and your mind for everything to sometimes just like let go i have something called a kitchen safe which is like a uh transparent uh tupperware thing with a lid on it that has a timer and I put my phone in it and I spin the timer and like you can choose how long. And whoa. And usually I do it like at night, like around like eight or something. And then I like lock it away and then I can't open it until like 10 the next morning. Oh you my can, God. You can choose how long a t- of time like it locks for. Is there like an emergency like escape no. on that? What if like your wife started to like something physically bad was happening and you needed to like call an ambulance right well i didn't think about that (laughs) um well i mean i can shatter the thing like i can it you you could just smash it one time i forgot about a meeting i had to go to and the person i could see that they were texting me through the thing and then i realized it and then i like i was like i shattered the thing or i like i like i like banged it on the ground enough to like make a hole in it and then I got my phone out of it. How much did this thing cost? Like 50 bucks. Oh shit. But I I taped it back up. Oh okay, so it's you got the same one. Yeah. Well, that's I, that's fine. Actually, and, it, and also, side note, I found one at Goodwill for 5 bucks. Someone was like, "Fuck this." Yeah. So I have two. Wow. So it's very exciting. So you, anyway, you, that's, you bought that's, it. So you have two. Does Cassie ever do it? No. But yeah, it's a great thing to kind of I mean, it's just like uh, these, hey, so I'll get me started. These phones, they're like black mirrors into our souls almost, you know? Interesting. Isn't that so interesting? Also, final little note on this question. Uh, astrologically, you could take a look at what you value most. See if these things that are stressing you out, days when you're feeling lazy and days when you're feeling overworked, hone in on what your values are as a human being. The world that you imagine for yourself the something like what you deeply want the shape of your life to be and see if what you're doing on a daily basis fits into that and if it doesn't you got to change it because we should all be trying to work towards what's going to make us happy and you can refer to i think like five episodes ago we did an episode on venus and we talk about values in that i think being true to your values and yourself is the most important thing you can do all right last question 
is from M, who writes, Marshall Mathers? <laughs> Eminem himself writes in, I've been on antidepressants for three years now, and I seem to have forgotten how to feel anything. It felt kind of nice to get in touch with my feelings, even if they were super depressive. I like to live a balanced life. How do I balance life-saving antidepressants with a desire to, quote, feel genuinely? Am I just stuck like this? That would be okay, I guess. Anybody else have... <laughs> Anybody else have experience with feeling emotionally stunted? I've personally never been on antidepressants, so I'm going to let Chris take the wheel on this. Hello, yes, yes, I'm on antidepressants. I'm on Lexapro. Um, to me, and, uh, you know, I have literally zero expertise on this, um, but I would say this could be maybe the type of antidepressants you're on, or maybe you can talk to your doctor, um about this kind of stuff because I don't, I certainly uh, still get depressed. I certainly still get very anxious. I still feel like a lot of things. Um, for me, what antidepressants have done have been, and I guess Lexapro is more of an anti-anxiety than an antidepressant, I think. I'm not totally sure about that either. But it just kind of turns the volume down of your uh, darkness. <laughs> Um, so you can still hear it, but it, uh, you can hear other things too. Um, so Lexapro is a type of antidepressant called a selective serotonin reuptake inhibitor used to treat anxiety in adults and major depressive disorder in adults and adolescents who are at least 12 years old. I am at least 12 years old. Um, okay. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I would, I think my main advice would be to talk to your doctor and and talk about how you can change your dosage or change what you're on uh if you're comfortable doing that because you know I, I don't think that's a particularly great thing to not be able to feel anything you know I think the beauty of life oh my god what am I talking about <laughs> the beauty of living is you know feeling good and bad totally I'll also take this opportunity to just like sidebar, draw a line in the sand, just like this is the first time it's come up, just stating that my astrological perspective and therefore the astroblast astrological perspective is that we do not tie physical or sorry, we don't tie mental health into astrology. It's kind of like I'm happy you wrote in and it totally applies to the advice section of this podcast. Just stating, I guess, as a disclaimer that we would never try to imply anything involving mental illness to anyone based on anything to do with astrology. But um, it's really great that Chris has some real life experience um, to shed on this question. Yeah, I'm brave. I'm a hero. Thank you so much. Truly. Born hot, born a hero. Born hot, born a hero. Born hot out in a mere 11 days from today. I don't know about y'all, but I can't fucking wait. Hell yeah. Some of the songs on this thing. Oh, track one. Oh, my Sexy. God. Track four. What are you talking about? Track 11. Oh, the record's almost over, but it's still so good. I personally love tracks six through nine. Oh. Which track am I on? You are on. I think you might be on track six. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it is. It's either six or seven. Just a few days, Born Hot, check it out. Spotify, Apple Music, everywhere you can buy a friggin' book. Yeah. It's a record. H? For the D. To the? Stars. And? Back. 
Bye.